0: Hey, welcome to this week's YouTube and Quora Live, where I answer some questions that have either been given to me directly from individuals on Quora, or questions that I see in my Quora feed that I think are relevant to entrepreneurs and business owners. Sometimes I like to wax philosophical on these sorts of things. Other times I like to share some personal experiences, but at the end of the day, as you sit here for the next couple of minutes, whether you're watching right now on YouTube Live, hello, you're listening to the podcast after the fact, what I'm hoping you get out of this is that you get to build a more valuable business because something that you're gonna hear this afternoon is going to inspire you or encourage you or maybe cause you to question something about your business. So I'm gonna answer a handful of questions, so let's get to it. The first question is how do companies choose whether to opt for debt financing or equity financing? How does it differ in different levels of companies so quick lesson debt you got to pay it back equity you don't someone says i'd like to invest in your business the first question that you need to know how to answer is are they going to lend your business the money in which case it would be debt and it's repayable typically has an interest rate associated with it or are they going to invest in your business and own some of the equity which means it's not repayable and it doesn't carry an interest rate but it does entitle them to profit now that is highly simplistic but that's the difference between debt and equity so when we use the terms debt financing or equity financing Um, it's not necessarily grammatically correct. The point is, are you going to borrow money or is someone going to invest with you? And how do companies choose each? Well, in small and medium sized businesses, it usually comes down to the entrepreneur or the individuals that own the business and their level of interest in having partners. If it's a small business, their level of interest is pretty close to zero. If it's a medium-sized business that has 20, 50, maybe getting up to 100 employees, then considering a partner or considering equity probably is a better decision than, than debt. But it really de- It really depends on the entrepreneurs uh, because I work with small and medium-sized businesses. In large organizations, there's a bunch of smart people that spend all, day, all their days doing math, to figure out the answer to this question. And it is mathematical. Small, medium-sized businesses, it's not so scientific. It's a little bit more of an art. But here's how I usually help entrepreneurs walk through this decision. Whenever you borrow money, you are taking the future into today. So the rationale is if your business just kept going the way it is, how much money are you gonna have? Now, if you're gonna go and take that money from the future and use it today, I'm gonna borrow, I'm gonna borrow against the future, I'm gonna use it today. Then the the argument is, you then need to be able to generate a better result, having that money in your possession today, and be able to get a better result in the future than just letting your business run its normal course of action. So if you're making $100,000 a year, and you now want to borrow some money, how is borrowing money gonna make sure that you earn more than $100,000 per year? And here's the mistake that most entrepreneurs and business owners make as far as I'm concerned. When their business is doing $100,000, they experience some problems. And so they end up borrowing money just to make sure they can keep earning $100,000 a year, which is a dumb decision any day of the week as far as I'm concerned. If you're gonna borrow from the future and pull it into today, it's because you have already figured out how you're going to make, how you're gonna get a better result out of using that capital. If you don't have an answer to that, but you think you need the capital to grow or to expand, but you can't really quantify it, then maybe that's where equity makes sense because equity gets paid for the unknown outcome of the future. That's called, it's called risk. We don't know what's gonna happen. You're not obligated to pay us back, but, we're going to put this money in in exchange for it we'd like a percentage of the business which entitles us to profit so if the risk is right and the risk pays off we get to earn a pretty good return on our money compared to just lending it to you and getting the interest rate associated with it so each company will will choose to go the debt or equity route in my experience based on desperation if they're super desperate they're going to take money from anyone under any kind of terms if they've got a little bit of runway hopefully they've spoken to me or someone on my team and we've helped them to understand that you know what maybe considering an equity investment is a good idea because you can exponentially do something with it if you don't have to pay interest Uh, in other cases it might be well you know debt financing probably makes more sense because the business isn't quite at a size or it doesn't have the revenue to support having a partner. Having a partner would be more of a pain than simply having a creditor. And so every company will deal with it differently, but there is a way to figure it out. And basically the answer is, if you already know what the future looks like, the classic example is we just signed up a big customer, two big customers, three big customers, we're guaranteed to get this amount of money over the next couple of years. Well then, borrowing money today against your future profits makes sense because you already know how you're gonna pay it back. But if you say to yourself, look, don't really know what the future is going to look like we don't have a big contract or two or three waiting we are simply hoping for the best but we think we're going to be right well then you're probably going to want to consider more of an equity type investment so how do companies choose whether to opt for debt financing or equity financing it depends it depends on what the entrepreneur is trying to achieve and many times this decision gets made in desperation but when it's not made in desperation and cooler heads prevail, oftentimes debt financing is used when the outcome is, is known or quantifiable and equity financing is used when the outcome is uncertain and, and not quantifiable. And so the risks are different and that's why you make a different decision. But I could keep going because I've done this for 20 years and I've answered this question. Every situation I can tell you is unique, but it does boil down to some pretty key criteria. Um, so, Moving on, next question, why is competition an important factor that has to be studied before putting up a business? I, I put this question uh, in today's session because I think whether you're putting up a business, starting a business, you're in business, this is something you should always be examining because depending on where you sit with this, competition is something that you always need to be evaluating. And I think you need to be evaluating it because you need to know what everyone else is up to. You need to understand what are they up to, how are they doing what they do, how are they different, how are they unique, and use that intel or use that information to go back to your business to say, how can we be better? How can we be different? How can we make sure that we're not actually competing because A, Either what we're doing is so much better, we just win the business and win the market share and become the market leader as we are now. Or B, we choose to go a different route to get to the same destination. But because we're choosing a bit of a different route, it means our competitors are not choosing it and at the end of the day, we're going to end up in a better position. So I'm someone that says, look, don't go compete in the marketplace head to head because nobody wins in that situation. And what I mean by that is from a profitability perspective and a margins perspective. If you are competing with five other people doing the same thing the same way, uh, you're all earning less than each of you could earn individually if you each knew how to service your own marketplace properly. So getting to know your competition or understanding your competition should give you the ability to know how your business is either A, going to compete, but not really because you're just going to win the business because what you're delivering is... Much has much more value and provides a better experience than your competitors, or B, you choose to deliver the same product or service, but you do it in such a different way that your competitors aren't even thinking about it, that they stand no chance of competing with you. So that's why you do it. Why is competition an important factor that has to be studied? Because it helps you understand how your business needs to continue to stay ahead of whatever's happening in the marketplace and uh, if you're not a market leader your competition shows you how to be a market leader and if you are a market leader your competition whether they may not be up there with you they're giving you some insights into what they're trying to do to get ahead of you which should give you a lead up in trying to understand how to stay yet one step ahead so that answer doesn't require nearly as much explanation as the previous one But I find that studying competition and even if not your direct competition, your indirect competition as an entrepreneur business owner should get you thinking about how do we, how do first of all, how do we not compete? How do we simply be so much better than everyone else that we get the lion's share of the marketplace or how do we do it so differently but achieve the same result that our competitors simply couldn't copy what we're doing and we've got a a bit of a competitive advantage for a period of time. How do you stay focused when starting a business without getting discouraged by the hard times? Now, I realize this question isn't like mathematical or financial or have anything to do with technology, which is typically where my comfort spots are, but I've had to answer this question (laughs) dozens and dozens of times for myself and for others. So how do you stay focused? Well, the first thing uh, in staying focused is it's hard let me say, it's hard to stay focused if you don't know what you're focusing on. Now, not to, not to wax philosophical on you, but like anything, if you don't have a goal or you don't know where you're trying to get to, then trying to stay focused becomes a real challenge because what do you focus on? Typically, you'll end up focusing on the last email that you received, the last text, text message you got, the last phone uh, phone call that came in from someone that wasn't happy with you or your business. But if you know that A, your product or service people like and want and are paying for and B you've marked out where you're trying to get to and you have a plan an articulated plan for getting there not like a deep deep business plan but certainly you understand your revenue your margins your value proposition why customers pick you if you understand all of that and understand where you're trying to get to then that's what you focus on because the reality is life's gonna be good life's gonna be bad whether you run a business or not. In our personal lives, we have ups and we have downs. When running a business, we have ups and we have downs. The marketplace goes up and it goes down. But the truth is that the hard times, I, this is how I approach it because I've been in quite a few hard times. I'm maybe a bit of a, a sucker for punishment when it comes to hard times. But what I do is I consider how much I learn during the hard times. Because life has a funny way of making sure that it gets your attention not when times are good and you think that you're really awesome and that things are wonderful but life can get your attention when the hard times roll up and that's when you got to be honest with yourself and even if you're not talking to anybody else because it can be really lonely as an entrepreneur to get through situations in hard times um, you have to you, you you end up having to be honest with yourself about what's not working and what needs to be fixed sometimes you simply got to close your business. I mean, that's just—it's all there is to it. Your product and service isn't welcomed in the market anymore. You're not able to earn the margins. You kind of can't think your way out of it through creativity and innovation. And you know, maybe you're selling—you know—carriages and buggy whips and horses, and people are buying Teslas. I don't know. Sometimes you got—you got to close the business, but more often than not, that isn't what it's about. It's really about understanding. Okay, I find myself in this spot. I didn't anticipate being here, but I'm here nonetheless. So what do I have to work with? And how do I use those things to get me to where I need to be? Do I have customers? Do I have a network? Do I have contracts? Do I have skills? Does our team have an expertise? How do we use what we have access to right now to get to where we're going? And so then how do you stay focused? Well, it becomes pretty simple because you realize that the hard times are just a variable. They're not, the hard times aren't gonna be here permanently. However you feel today, I guarantee you're not gonna feel that way a year from now or two years from now because things will change. They may get better, they may get worse, but they're not gonna be the same. So by staying focused, you put a goal way out in the distance that you know you're trying to meet and then you work towards it. And when the hard times come along, you figure out, can I still hit that goal? If I can hit it, how do I hit it? What do I need to do? What do I have to work with today that can help me get, get me back on my feet? So staying focused is a result of knowing where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, it's going to be hard to stay focused and you'll probably find yourself in a downward spiral. So if you can't get your head around that, if that's just too high level every day or every hour, write something down that communicates to you what you have to work with. Write down a skill, write down a resource, write down a talent, write down someone in your network. Take an inventory of what you have to work with and over a couple of days, work with that inventory to now say, now, how do I use these things within my possession, within my reach to get me to where I'm going or to get our business to where it needs to be? Do we need to downsize? Do we need to cut costs? Do we need to adjust our margins? Do we need to let go of our space, get smaller space? Do we all need to go work from home? Whatever the the situation is, figure out what it is you have to work with and then how do you use those things to to keep you pointed in the direction that you're trying to go. And lastly, this is, this is kind of a strange question that I've had to deal with actually this very day. To have a controlling interest in a business, do I need 51% ownership of a business or are voting rights just as good? Well, I'm going to back up one step. And what's missing in this question is the answer to why. Why does somebody want 51% of a business? Is it so they can command authority over the management? Is it because they want to make sure that they are able to direct the activities and the operations of the business? Is it because they basically want to be in a position of power? Or is it because they want 51% of the profits? The answer to the why ends up telling you the what. So, the question here is do I need 51% ownership or voting rights just as good? Well, the truth is, you can be a 10% owner in a business and still exercise authority over the business. You can make sure that no business decisions that fall into a certain category are agreed to without unanimous shareholder approval. So, that means even if you're a 10% shareholder, you get to act as a controlling shareholder with your voting rights. Um, you still get access to profit. If you have no interest in running the business, you don't want to be responsible for the downside, you don't want to be an officer, or director, or anything like that, but you want access to the profit, well, you don't need to have 51% ownership to be able to do that. You can have a different class of shares, say a class B group of shares, where when the business is profitable, according to some terms and conditions, that profit is paid out, or rather a dividend is paid out on those shares. So. This is a question that I find comes up all the time with entrepreneurs and business owners that have never found themselves having to answer it, and they'll oftentimes push back because all they associate value with is 51% of the company. You see it on Shark Tank, you see it on, uh, you see it in business cases, you see it all over the place. That 51% means I own the business, but the truth is, depending on what everyone's objectives are, or your objectives and the investor, you can still find a way to get to a, a meeting of the Mayans, as it were, without requiring uh, 51% ownership. Um, if someone's putting money into your business, you can say that there are no profits paid out until the debt is repaid. And you can write that into the agreement there. There are lots of different ways to achieve what each of the parties want to achieve. And most people who have, haven't done this before go straight to, well, I just want 51%. Well, in and of itself, 51% doesn't mean anything. It only means something if it comes along with the rest of the terms and conditions of the structure or of the arrangement. So to have a controlling interest, do you need 51%? No, voting rights are just as good if all you're trying to do is make sure that you have a say in what happens if you want access to profit, then you don't necessarily need 51% ownership. Maybe you just need a different class of shares to give you access to the profit, but not be burdened with the liability and responsibility of being a majority owner and being a director and, and so forth. So again, that question's a little, you know, a little outside of finance and technology, but a question that comes up all the time and I picked it today because it actually was something that I was dealing with uh, in two separate meetings today, one in the morning and one over over the lunch hour. So I really appreciate you hanging out with me today on YouTube a lot, actually, and I would encourage you to share this or like it or provide some comments because every time you do that, another entrepreneur gets the opportunity to see this con- uh, content and my goal of course is to try and help entrepreneurs build valuable businesses by giving them really specific tactics and strategies that can immediately have an impact on their bottom line so to the extent that you interact with this content someone else has a chance to see it so i'd really appreciate if you would do that And I will be here again next week answering questions that come in on Quora. So feel free to post some questions there. Send me a message through Facebook or YouTube or send me an email. And I'll make sure to answer your question as well. So thanks for hanging out. Have a great week.